0: to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with a song of redemption as we pick up in Revelation chapter 7, verse 11. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: You remember the parable of Jesus Concerning the kingdom of heaven was likened to a man going through the field and discovering a treasure and who for the joy thereof went out and sold everything so he could buy the field and have the treasure. Now the field, Jesus said, is the world. And he was the one that gave everything. He gave his life to purchase the world in order that he might obtain the treasure. So if you only knew, Paul said, how highly the Lord treasures or values you. And Peter writing says, we are his peculiar treasure. Well, it's peculiar to me that God would, you know, take such value in me, that God would treasure me. But we are his inheritance. So riches, when the church declares its song, for we are his inheritance, Inheritance, his riches. When this group sings, thanksgiving is substituted for riches. And so that's the difference in the response to the two groups. As the angels respond to this second group, the response is not of riches, but of thanksgiving. Interesting little difference here there they are different groups we do not see the church here in chapter seven but we see those who were in chapter six under the fifth seal who were martyred during the great tribulation for their testimony who were crying for vengeance on those who dwelt upon the earth who were given white robes and told that they should wait for a short season until their full number be complete. They were saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, before we can enter into the heavenly scene? The Lord gave them white robes and said, Wait until your full number is complete, and then you can come in. Now we see their number completed. We see them entering into the heavenly scene, and this is really taking us on out to the end. And so... In chapter 7, as we have this little vignette, it's one that now takes us out and shows us the whole picture, and then we'll, of course, come back to the seals again when we get to chapter 8. So this is just a little side view and a side journey and a view of, of this little segment here on out to the end. So the angels respond to their song of salvation Worshiping God and ascribing to God the blessing and the glory and the wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might unto our God forever and ever, so be it. Now, one of the elders asked John a rhetorical question, saying, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, and where did they come from? Who are they, John? Where did they come from? And it was a rhetorical type of question that was designed uh, to open the door for an answer. It wasn't really looking to John for an answer, but it was just designed to open the door to give the answer to John. And I said unto him, John said, Sir, kurios, often translated Lord, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. Now we find that Ultimately, these are to receive all of the rights and the privileges of God's redeemed people, the church. At the present time, they were not allowed to come into the, the scene in chapter 6, the fifth seal. Now that they come in, they come in in a serving capacity, serving him in his temple day and night. Whereas the church is reigning with him and the promise to the church is that they would reign with him unto him who loved us and purchased us with his blood and we shall reign with him. These are serving him there in the temple of God and he that sits upon the throne shall dwell among them. Now, They came up out of the great tribulation, which means that they were no doubt martyred during this tribulation period. And we will read where when the Antichrist takes over, he's going to bring in a new economic system which requires everyone receiving a mark and no one being able to buy or sell without that mark. However, anyone who takes the mark will be consigned to a hopeless Eternal future No hope for salvation for anyone who takes the mark of the beast So they have power though to put to death those that refuse to take the mark Of course not being able to buy or sell You could probably starve to death quite easily So a great number of people will be saved after the church is raptured Now, there is an indication that those that will be saved after the rapture are those who had never heard the gospel before. That indication comes from Paul in writing to the Thessalonians, his second epistle, talking about the coming of the Antichrist. He declared that because they did not want to believe the truth, God gave them over to deception that they would believe the lie. So those who have consciously and willingly rejected the truth that is in Jesus Christ, when the Antichrist comes will bring a strong delusion and God will allow them to be deluded because they did not want to keep the truth. But there are people on the earth today who have never heard the message of salvation through Jesus Christ. During this period of time, the message of salvation will be declared by the 144,000 that have been sealed. It will also be declared by angels flying through the midst of heaven. And among the people who have never heard the saving grace of God through Jesus Christ, there will be many who will receive the witness and the message of the 144,000 and of the angels and will be saved, martyred, and brought into the heavenly scene. A great number that, are, that no man could count, we are told, from all over the world, from all of the nations, kindreds and peoples and tongues. So an interesting group in heaven. John did not recognize them. Had they been the church And the elders said, who are these? Where did they come from? John would say, well, that's the church, you know. I know them. I'm a part of that group. But he did not recognize them because they are a saved multitude that are not the church. And thus, to John, it is a mystery. But the mystery is explained by the elder. They came up out of the great tribulation. They they were martyred. And uh, during the great tribulation period, washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now, they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. As we proceed on into the further judgments of God that are going to come upon the earth, we find that the fresh water supplies are going to be polluted so that men will have a real scarcity of water. Not only, of course, if if it doesn't rain for three and a half years, that's gonna deplete the water. Also, imagine what would happen even here in Southern California if there were three years without water. It wouldn't take long to uh, use up our supplies. There will be a great famine no rain, the droughts, the crops will fail. But they'll hunger no more. They've gone through hunger in the time of tribulation upon the earth. They've gone through thirst. Neither shall the sun light on them. God's going to give power to the sun to scorch men who dwell upon the earth. For the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto the living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now, the little side vignette is over, and we come back to the scroll with the seven seals, the title deed to the earth, that Jesus is opening to prove his right to redeem. And when he had opened the seventh seal... There was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. Silence can sometimes be an awesome thing, especially in a tremendous crowd of people. You see what silence for 15 seconds does. It seems like it expanded, you know, I mean, quiet, and it and it and it's it's sort of an awesome thing. And and they're in heaven vast multitudes we've been singing we've been worshiping we've been we've been seeing all of the activity that is there suddenly there is silence when this seventh seal is opened sort of an awesome time now out of the seventh seal there will proceed now seven trumpet judgments in these pyrotechnic displays during the 4th of July, you've seen these skyrockets that burst open. Big flash. But then from that, there'll be a secondary, you know, and just about the time the big first one begins to fade, then there'll be that second one that comes out of it, another flash. And uh, that's about what we have here, the the 7th, Seal is open and poof, here comes the second series of seven judgments. Out of the seventh seal, the seven trumpets now burst out. When you get to the seventh trumpet, then the seven vials of God's wrath, which complete the plagues, will be bursting out and coming forth. And so the silence about the space of a half hour in heaven just before now this second series of judgments. I saw the seven angels which stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Now, we know that the cherubim are about the throne of God. There are four of them. Satan used to be one of the cherubs. They seem to be the highest of God's created beings in an angelic form. The next highest are the archangels, of which the Bible speaks of two Michael, called the great prince, an archangel. Gabriel, when he announced himself to the father of John the Baptist, Zacharias, he said, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. There are seven angels that stand there in the presence of God uh, who are dispatched by God on particular missions. Now, in the, uh, one of the apocryphal books uh, of Enoch and also Tobit, Raphael is also named as one of the seven angels. Also in Enoch is named Uriel and uh, Sacriel. And uh, he names a couple of others. But here are seven angels who stand before God. And to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all of the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. I believe that this other angel is Jesus Christ and we see him now in his work as a mediator there in heaven as our great high priest. Now you remember on earth, the high priest uh, would go in and offer before the Lord the sacrifices for the people. And within the temple daily, the priest would go in and uh, would take these little incense burners with the coals from the altar and offer them, uh, the smoke of the incense would arise before the altar, uh, which was called the mercy seat, which was outside of the Holy of Holies. Daily, they would go in and offer this incense. Now, the earthly tabernacle was a model of heaven, as we have told you. So again now, we see the actual scene in heaven of which the earthly tabernacle was the model. But we see this angel, who, as I say, I believe to be Jesus, with a golden censer, offering with much incense... The prayers of all of the saints upon the golden altar which is before the throne of which the altar in the tabernacle of the mercy seat was a model. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angels' hands. And so here are the prayers of the saints again being offered before God as incense. Now we found this happen back in chapter five when the lamb came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat upon the throne. The elders took the little golden bowls filled with odors which are the prayers of the saints and they offered them before the throne of God. That's when the church burst out singing worthy is the lamb to take the scroll. But our prayers are often referred to as a sweet-smelling savor unto God, that they ascend unto God as a sweet-smelling savor. So here, again, the the prayers of the saints being offered with incense before the throne. These are possibly the prayers of those souls that were under the altar in chapter 5, saying, how long, O Lord, before you avenge our blood? Now that God is going to pour out the second series of judgments, these prayers of the saints who were asking God to avenge their blood against those on the earth who had slain them, it could be that these are the prayers that are being offered at this time. Back in chapter 5, when Jesus takes the scroll, The prayers that are offered at that time are those prayers that you have offered when you said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth even as it is in heaven. Our prayers will be offered at that time because when he takes the scroll, that's that's the kingdom coming. I mean, that's getting the earth ready to establish God's kingdom. And so at that time, those are the prayers that will be offered. Now, as we are getting ready to see these judgments, the prayers that those saints had offered for vengeance upon those who had slain them. I often pray, Lord, how long before you clean up this mess? You know, the corruption that is in the world, the corrupt people that are in the world, the corrupted morals. And and when men... Kidnap a little girl, three, four years old. Abuse them and then kill them. I say, God, how long before you take vengeance on them? Bring judgment on them. I mean, I I really get excited over these things and I really pray, Lord, how long are you going to let this go on? This corruption and all go on. The day is coming. God will judge the earth. Man will not get by with his iniquity. And so the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar before the throne and the smoke of the incense which came in with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand and the angel took the censer He filled it with fire from the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake and the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. And so we see a spectacular display of of lightning, thunderings and an earthquake that precede then the sounding of the seven trumpets. And the first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. And they were cast upon the earth, and a third part of the trees were burnt up, and all of the green grass was burnt up. There is in our solar system an asteroid belt that does create great concern to many of the scientists and astronomers. Outside of Tucson, Arizona, they have established the Kitt telescope. In fact, it's quite a group of telescopes out there
0: on Kitt Mountain. turn with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Revelation on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Revelation 7 through 8 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. May the Lord bless,
1: may His hand be upon your life, that this will be a week in which you're really in tune, in harmony with Him, and that love and and commitment is restored, and and it's just a glorious week of, of thinking of Him, worshiping Him, serving Him, loving Him. May God be pleased with you by your commitment and devotion to him in Jesus
0: name This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California.
2: Hey, I want to tell you about a biblical counseling ebook by Chuck Smith. It's pretty easy to download and takes only a minute. I can't tell you how grateful I am for something like this. It's a game changer for anyone who needs to counsel or talk with someone on the spot. Like when I'm talking with my friends and a complicated issue comes up, I can do a quick search on my phone and get immediate answers that lead them to God's word. So not only do I get Pastor Chuck's commentary, but I can find out what the Bible says about it. There's seriously so many helpful topics, like dating or self-image, lust, waiting on God, or even what certain religions or cults mean. I could even use this when I have a question myself. To download the Biblical Counseling eBook by Chuck Smith or to preview a demo, visit the wordfortoday.org and click on the link provided. To find out more, you can call 1-800-272-9673. 1-800-272-9673.